0: Hello, and welcome to the eighth episode of season two of your mom's podcast, the only podcast that's worth walking out on a date with one of Degrassi's coolest girls. I'm Avis. And I'm Caroline. And today we're talking about Degrassi season two, episodes 15 and 16 hot for teacher and message in a bottle. Roses are red, spinner is stinky, JT's dumbass thinks detention will be kinky. <laughs> Mrs. Hatsulakos has had enough of JT's class clown antics, and so she assigns him a week of guinea pig duty with her before and after school. Growing ever more delusional in his quest to date an older woman, JT thinks this is an opportunity for sparks to fly. In the end, JT learns a lot about guinea pigs and a bit about respecting women. Over in grade nine, Spinner learns that he's got B.O. and makes Jimmy a pact with him that they'll be honest going forward. This quickly spirals out of control and insults are hurled left and right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um,
1: the honesty
0: theme in this episode is really funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's very like it's that thing where people use honesty as an excuse to be a dick. Yeah,
0: because actually I like I like Jimmy's first instance of honesty because it's actually very constructive. Right. Like he's not like, trying to be a dick to her. He's just like, mm, I'm trying to be nice to you. But if you really want me to tell you, you're trying too hard to sound deep. Like, chill out. Right. Bro. Like, <laughs> like you lost the story, like focus on the story and not trying to be profound, fake profound. And you might actually have a good story. Right? But then it really does quickly just spiral into some bullshit.
1: <laughs> into so much bullshit. Um no, I like the honesty pack, but it gets so bad. And like <laughs> I don't know. Like I get it, like, because the thing about puberty is that like it all like different parts happen, but like they happen very fast. Last week, Spinner didn't need to take a shower every day and wear deodorant, (laughs) I bet you.
0: Yeah. Um, Now he does, very much so, to the point that he is disgusting, you know, everyone around him. mm -hmm. Like, no one can stand to be, like, near him. And then he confronts his best friend about it after being told that yeah he stinks and um jimmy's like yeah you actually have stunk for about a week now i just didn't say shit because i didn't want to hurt your feelings like bitch that's something you should have told me
1: right i would rather like you can change that
0: like actually i think i read i don't know if i read this in a like something or i heard it but um i try to live by this but the only times you should comment on someone's appearance is if they can change it or their bodily, you know, is if they can change it in, in you know, a couple in, minutes it's or whatever. like in,
1: yeah. 30 yeah. seconds or
0: something like that. But, like, his body odor is 100% something you should make him aware of because he could just change it. You he could put some that. fucking, some, uh, some deodorant on, which
1: he probably didn't do. Right. <laughs> like and a shower, but also notice, deodorant. Like, like... You smell yourself all day, every yeah. day.
0: Yeah, nose blindness is a thing.
1: And like, no, it's definitely very much like <sighs> Jimmy's not a real one for that. Jimmy
0: was getting real one points, and now I is like, I don't. Uh, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I would always rather be told that I stink. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. I would just rather be I told mean, that I stink. Tactfully,
1: but yeah, of course,
0: tactfully. But to me, tactfully can cross the line of "bitch, you stink."
1: Like, i would still think who that that's that, from and that like, that's
0: true you can't just like don't uh, be a random person on the street but like honestly, one of my friends like
1: bitch you stink have you taken a shower today it's like oh I, maybe
0: i was I should.
1: A little disappointed in coach armstrong and i know that in this scene he's math <laughs> teacher coach armstrong not health teacher coach armstrong but he like he to switch hats because switch hats and be himself. like look gavin <laughs> can you see me after class
0: yeah because he's he knows actively that that is a situation where personal hygiene needs to be emphasized and as mm-hmm. the health teacher that's not outside of your realm of responsibility no, that's it's actually literally, well it's within your well realm. within
1: the realm of your
0: responsibilities you could be doing like community service by just taking spinner aside and saying hey Personal hygiene is very important from this day forward. Please use deodorant. Please right. wash under your armpits and behind your ears. All crevices, please. Right? <laughs> and that could have been a simple, tactful conversation coming from your health teacher versus the multiple other avenues that tell him that he stinks. Or we <laughs> can it. just have Ellie be bitchy about it. Ellie's just the person I want to like tell my enemies all of the bad news. Right. <laughs> she just doesn't give a fuck. But yeah. Um, and I mean, that leads them to that leads. I'm, and I really think that Spinner's kind of justified in wanting to be told the truth. Like, right. what else have you been lying to me about? Tell me the but truth also, going forward. Like,
1: why does Jimmy have to be honest with everybody? Like, right. Why just are you be honest with like... Spin. Yeah. You know, because that's the other thing is maybe other people like, maybe other people don't want his honesty, especially considering how nasty it very quickly turns. Yeah. And
0: I mean, it's like Jimmy is very much either he's j- like joking or he's like a background character reacting or he's being an asshole. Yeah. It's only like three versions of Jimmy that we get. So actually seeing him not fit into any of these you know, sort of roles that we're used to seeing him in and actually having an opinion that doesn't seem to be funneled through Spinner or any of his other friends, he's he's being truthful. Like, no one whispered in his ear to tell him this when he's talking about Ashley's uh, story that she reads in Quan's class. And I and obviously that is a catalyst for them rekindling their little fucking sordid
1: love affair um, that just- After she gets <laughs> over- the audacity of anybody criticizing her art. Right. It just fell out of her
0: and it's brilliant and no one can say shit about it. Um, Except for Jimmy, which, and I'm glad like his problems with her writing is the problems that I go on to have with her writing. right? (laughs) Like you are trying to be profound and instead of trying to tell a story or trying to write a song,
1: you just are trying to be profound. And it's trying to be profound is never going to result in you being profound. And I
0: don't, I don't know if it ever sticks, but he tells her the truth. And I mean, she takes it constructively. So go her for that. Um, but then she does comment that she likes this new jimmy so now jimmy feels empowered to like continue to be fucking brazen and telling the truth
1: well and it's like it's like he starts off wanting to be brazen and telling the truth because he's mad at spinner right and like and then he makes this whole like nasty list of like 20 things <laughs> And then we I wanted to, uh uh for what Terry is like,
0: well, you're making him a list, you're making a list of all the things Spinner does, and he's like, Don't make me make a Terry list first item is nosy, doesn't mind own business.
1: Right. <laughs> um, I also love like I know we're gonna get into some of these insults and shots fired, though I don't think we should get into all of them because there's quite a lot. There are um, there are but when Spinner is riding away on the bus and he's leaning out the window and he's like, You're a bum and you hang out at my house too much. And Jimmy's <laughs> like, That's because you pee on the toilet seat. My mom put you, you over. Motherfucker. No. <laughs> no. We know from last season. Your You're mom probably season. has never seen Spinner. Oh my gosh. And that's your mom true. doesn't know his name because she doesn't listen to you because your parents don't love you you're over at spinner's house all the time because ashley broke up with you so now you got to be at spinner's all the time his mom probably fawns over you it's i and i mean it's crazy
0: how much we're just supposed to forget that we know things about these characters this is not the
1: first time we've i don't know that we're supposed to forget it i think I think we're not supposed to like believe what Jimmy's saying there. Like we know why Jimmy's over at Spinner's house all the time. He's trying to save face right now, but Mm -hmm. we know it. Spinner knows it. I think I mixed up Spinner and Jimmy, but y'all knew what I meant. We know why Jimmy is at Spinner's house all the time. Everybody knows. Spinner knows. Jimmy knows. I know. The only people who don't know are Jimmy's parents because they don't know anything about their son.
0: Seriously. It's, I mean, I think it's pretty funny, Um, honestly. <laughs> I think their whole roast session of each other is pretty funny. Because, yeah, no, I agree. Like, it's like roasting each other only the way that, like, good friends can roast each other.
1: Well, and, like, I totally get that, like, especially, like, when you're young. Because, like, when you're younger, you don't realize that, like, you don't have to hang out with people you don't like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But I think even in my adulthood, like, my absolute ride-or-die best friend, I love her to death, Mm -hmm. she drives me insane. Mm -hmm. She drives me fucking insane in, like, ways that nobody can. And not that I sit and I'm like, well, you do this and you do this and you do this. But, like, there are times when I'm like, like, my big thing, there's a couple of things. My big thing is I have never met somebody who is later than this woman is Mm -hmm. um like like one time we were going to Connecticut and we had plans and she was supposed to be at my house to pick me up at 6 30 and we were going to get right on the road Mm -hmm. would you like to hazard a guess Avis as to what time she got to my house greatly later than expected 9 45 No, And I was texting her at four in the morning and she was texting me back. So it wasn't even like she overslept and I, it drives me insane. And when it happens, I'm like, you got to let me be mad at you for a minute. Yeah. And then finally, usually actually at some point it does turn into me being like, Jesus fucking Christ, Ashley, why can't you learn to read a clock? And like making light of it. So I, I get it. I think it can be healthy to like tell your friends the things they do that bug you um but also maybe be a little nicer about it jimmy and spinner absolutely i
0: feel like they're just like the way they're fighting is not like fair (laughs) the fact that he's actually taking the time to compile a list is hilarious it is it's the level of petty i once aspired to be I'm trying to like in vain, find the, um, the exact screen grab. Okay, I've got it. We can only see six through 15 of the of the list, but are you ready for Jimmy's list? Yes. I'm talking shit against Spinner, okay. Number six is the hair. Number seven is always late. Number eight is talks in movies. Number nine is picks teeth in public. Number 10 is clumsy. <laughs> number 11 is makes stupid jokes, not funny. <laughs> number 12 is thinks he's all that. 13 is uses way too much mustard. <laughs> number 14 is never washes gym clothes. And number 15 is cheap.
1: <laughs> this is some petty ass shit, a.k.a. <laughs> Sorry, Spinner's parents love him, so they're not, like, hiding at work all the time, so he can't just afford iPods and triple-five Soul hoodies.
0: Oh, my gosh. It's hilarious the level of detail this man goes to to be petty towards his friend. But, yeah, yeah, they're – oh, gosh. And, I mean, you have to love somebody – to detail
1: all of this shit about like you pay him way too much attention to how much mustard he puts on his shit i'm not gonna be i just feel like that's grasping at straws jimmy it might be he's got 15 items on this list and doesn't he end up having what are the other five (laughs) yeah right the other 10
0: right the other 10 yeah the, the we could see 15 and then there's five more that are mentioned so what the fuck you came up with 10 more things that you just right. dis- that are shitty about your friend <laughs> jimmy's something else oh my gosh the effort the drama
1: and i love it so silly so then they decide like maybe we shouldn't be honest all the time and whatever <laughs> and then Quan comes into the classroom sucking on her pen how did and she not exploded? know? How do you not
0: taste that? You can taste ink. Like she, I think she just likes the taste of ink. The way that she like put it back in her mouth. Okay, let's Especially start with the theme. That much you,
1: like,
0: ink. She like I can understand. Pen.
1: You got like a little dot, like right here, kind of on the bottom of your lip. It is coating her mouth. Like I, I teeth. Like, Sensory wise, no how do you
0: not feel something on the outside of your mouth? on your lips and taste it like I'm sorry, Kwan. You are just so desensitized to the taste of fucking it's weird. Ink. It's an
1: interesting choice, man it must be
0: a favorite flavor. Yeah. No one tells her. <laughs>
1: no one. <laughs> they just laugh at her. And um, then the main plot of this yeah. episode is so gross. <laughs> it's so gross. J- I'm really waiting for the point where JT stops being so fucking gross like he's almost yeah. a caricature
0: they um, really like i really I, and i mean not to deviate too much into about four episodes into the future or four episodes four seasons into the future but i know that there jt's a very notorious character for multiple reasons one of them being he's he's got a big event in his future obviously um and i know people really love him and i'm not saying i don't think that he's a good character. I just don't understand where all of the affection...
1: Right. (sighs) Right. And, like, he has his moments, you know, he's got a moment this season with, like, you know, we'll get into it when we get there, but, like, he and Mm -hmm. Paige end up having a really kind of solid Mm -hmm. and touching friendship.
0: Um, Yeah, and it's it's very... And I think it does like wonders for both of their characters to to mm-hmm. see such an unlikely pairing. Um and I mean in I think that we get two of these episodes because we just um, you know, in episode uh eleven. Is it eleven? Where we're talking about him sewing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um yeah and don't believe the hype when and you know and that's kind of a redemption not a redemption but it's just a vulnerability point for jt too because he's sewing and now we've got a vulnerability because he's trying to be the class clown and he's trying to be macho and everything and he thinks that that translates to pulling older women right. um and of course he'd we see peaks of his of the character that we do like like i really enjoy the scene where after he's done the research um everything okay
1: i think so i'm just in a new place where like i don't know the sounds
0: okay gotcha um no, when he's uh in the when they're waiting for the guinea pig to come out after he's done his research, <laughs> initially spelling it G I N Y. By the way, until Emma, bless her, comes and um, spells it correctly for him so that he could do research. And um, it does the guinea pig have a name? I feel like the Isabella. guinea pig has, is. Thank you. I, I oh. I prefer this Isabella, sorry. Um, This Isabella, Isabella is pregnant and um, Isabella the guinea pig is pregnant and she's run under the tables that they use in science class and uh, they find out that the janitor has spread rat poison so they need to find a way to get her out. JT has done research and so he knows that dim lighting and um, like music will help entice Isabella out. And the whole dialogue where he is preparing, like turning off the lights and, um, putting the cage and, you know, and preparing the music is very endearing. And it's, it's another, it's, I really think that we're purposefully getting these scenes where JT is able to be vulnerable. It's like the opposite or, or the inversion of the bitchy girl trope Um, You know, it's the class clown trope, but it's like the class clown with a heart of gold. And, you know, we just, we've got to see how good of a guy and sweet that he is when he's not trying to be the funniest person in the room. And
1: and I get it. And I get it. And I'm like thinking of it as we've been talking about JT and like, why does anybody like him? Because a lot of the time he sucks, but I'm thinking about it and he does have his moments. He really comes through for a page. There's Mm -hmm. a plot line where... Toby really needs him Mm -hmm. and it's a situation where like it's hard for anybody to be there for Toby yeah and JT comes through Mm -hmm. but there's so much like the day to day is him being creepy about Mm -hmm. girls and women (laughs) and kind of being a shitty friend to Toby and like I don't know it's yeah I mean it's it's
0: there's a duality um (laughs) And I think we're supposed to, like, feel that way. It's like, oh, you had us in the first half, not going to lie, kind of thing. It's just like like he's he's a person. He's going to still have his points where he's wanting to make people laugh and he doesn't want to be taken seriously. But then he realizes he does want to be taken seriously. Like, there's actually, you know, whereas Miss Hatsulakos is, is concerned, he actually does want her to see him for a serious person because she respects him when he's like being the smart student that she knows that he is Mm -hmm. and you know her and sometimes I feel like and I just have a personal gripe with how sometimes these um, writers write the Degrassi um, teachers aside from Snake I feel like sometimes they have them be petty in ways that are too personal to be a teacher it's like okay you some of these things I think are personal vendettas that you don't need to take out on this student kind of misplaced mm-hmm. but I think in this instance no, it's, Hatsalakos, much- it's, it's related to her career like her telling him that I teaching is my life I am deeply you know in you know my students are a, a integ- integral part of me and the fact that you did what you did, you're making a farce of everything that I build my life around. You know, you're just – that right. it really hurt me. The The way that you were just, you know, basically making fun of me, making a mockery of and my classroom.
1: And me to – Right. Yeah, no. My and sexual it's... parts. <laughs> right. And, like, no, JT, like, comes out okay in this episode. I think it's a good episode. But it's also, like – it's just, a, it starts out with a lot of what I don't like about oh, JT. Oh, totally.
0: And I think that they're heavy on it. They're heavy in the beginning. They're mm-hmm. like, we really want you to, like, we're going to be hand-fisted and just show you the worst qualities that JT possesses so that we can also throw in some of the best qualities that
1: JT possesses. And also, like, is he really dumb enough to think that he could have <sighs> a relationship? with Miss Hatzalakos I mean I guess the Mary Payla hey, hey, Torno case had gone public by that point oh shit <laughs> yeah so um, like he's like so you're saying there's a chance exactly I have but such like, a
0: problem with that whole like oh my gosh I have such a problem with it because if if she gives you the slightest bit of encouragement call the police. Like I need the law right. and order SVU music to drop right around here because like, come well, on,
1: except she's not doing anything. And here's the thing. Well, is no, like, right. I said,
0: if she did, but no, right.
1: he, he, he's just, because it's not unreasonable for a middle school boy or girl or person mm-hmm. to have a crush on a teacher right. or another adult in their life. Like that's not, an unreasonable thing. I wouldn't even say that's like an unnatural or a gross thing. Like it's, it's, it's a little yeah. weird that he's so seemingly convinced that like something could happen.
0: It's a little weird that he is taking it into outside of the realm of just daydreaming and of outside of the realm of fantasy and like, he's actually trying to make it happen. Mm -hmm. and talking about um, he asks her at one point when they just get to detention he drops a pen and he's like oh is this your pen and she's like nope must be yours like she is not like she is really not because she's a grown ass woman and she is not worried like she she figures out what his angle is of course towards him you know being very inappropriate in her class he figures out uh, she figures out that he's being very inappropriate behind her back but Initially she's just not thinking about she's not thinking about any of his advances or like ask when she even when they're having that nice moment and he asks her, has um has she always wanted to be a teacher? Did she ever model? And then she's like, Yeah, I, I know I'm hot. Fuck you. I'm a teacher. Right? Like I'm that is what I'm my life passion is. And I'm yeah. like right. Like I'm not an object for you to just find you know like like for you to attain like i that's right and
1: like if you want to have a crush on me and you and your friends want to talk after school about how hot i am or like whatever like i can't it's a free country
0: right whatever it's a free
1: country but like leave me out of it right yeah um and i think she handles the whole thing really well and i think you know i think like any kid JT is a kid who needs like an adult to believe in him Mm -hmm. and he also needs firm boundaries Mm -hmm. I think he and I mean it's not
0: that she ever needs to specifically say it's never gonna fucking happen because it's it was obvious it was never gonna fucking happen but she does need to say that like you are very smart JT and I would like if you come into my classroom and and be that way and be smart. Like, you don't have to, you know, like, I understand that you can make a classroom full of kids laugh. There's but you a can offer that. There's right. That's, that. But you can also make a classroom full of kids, you know, educate them on your knowledge of guinea pigs and how you single handedly saved Isabel from giving birth in a dire situation or possibly dying from ingesting rat poison. Like, that is something that just demonstrates how smart you are. And also is just like this, that's the kind of student I want in my classroom. And I think that she's, it's a very, like, I think that's a teacher of the year worthy, even though I don't like Hatzalakos, but I think just in the content of what she says to him is a very teacher of the year worthy like statement because it's like, I believe in you as a student and you I... being a class clown is getting in the way of that.
1: Well, and I think, I don't like Hatzelakos either, but I think- For deep-seated
0: reasons, y'all.
1: For (laughs) deep-seated reasons, of which there are several. There's one that could be forgiven because it doesn't really happen. It was like, Roseanne wrote it in her book. Um, But- but it's not just that thing. It's like yeah. she goes on to be very disappointing. And it's disappointing because yeah. the Hatsalakos that we have now is actually a good teacher who it would have been cool to see develop. But she's still rather one dimensional.
0: Yes, they kind of have fleshed her. She's like the good, the, the hot, good teacher. <laughs>
1: and like they in when they flesh her out, they just completely assassinate her. They character, ruin her. And it's a yeah. fucking bummer
0: it yeah it really sucks the the character assassination that is committed against miss hasylacos but at this point right now this is not why you know i you know i'm pretty sure i can speak for both of us this is not why we don't like her it's not right now like she's perfectly fine now but this is not how
1: she stays um also foreshadowing (laughs) at one point Mr. Armstrong wants to talk to Miss Hatsalakos and he takes her out of classes right before JT starts doing his like fake boob shit Um, (laughs) and Toby and JT or not Toby and JT, Toby and Sean Mm -hmm. are like joking about Hatsalakos and Armstrong being a thing and uh, JT's like he's married and they're like but she's not (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, she's not like that, and like yeah. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. But like, what do you know, JT? Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, I mean, they they kind of keep her a caricature for a while. But I think that it's for like she obviously is is there to she's a plot device basically. But we do yeah. see her before. Like I think she's fairly consistent. But they've you know they give her a little bit more of that archetype too work with in this episode but i think it's good against what jt is doing because i crave that from him right now i just want him to stop being so fucking gross
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: please just bump up a little bit maturity but we've got a little bit to go he is probably one of the last in his friend group to hit puberty i think he is like next to liberty him and Liberty are neck and neck. Not to talk they're about like essence. but they're late bloomers. Yeah, like they are the two that are probably on par with each other. Like because Toby just looks like he he's long. Like he looks like he's growing every episode. Yeah, he,
1: he's like he's well, and his rapidly... face is like he's growing into his face and shit. And yeah. JT, this was actually he the looks first more time. like Sean right now. Like he and Sean look more like peers <laughs> than he and JT do. And this is actually the first episode where I've noticed JT's finally like starting to look a little older in the face.
0: Yeah, especially but it's like still yeah. <laughs> like the
1: very early
0: stages of it. it yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of cool to see the changes episode per episode. Um, but it's definitely like we're just, you know, holding our breath for some maturity on JT's point. And I mean, it is something that you unfortunately are gonna have to hold your breath a while for. I'll, I'll be holding my breath for a while because he he is always just a little bit immature
1: Mm -hmm.
0: just a little bit just a little sprinkle of immaturity on top and that's jt um along with his other good qualities but uh yeah i mean i think like the big thing for me in the in the um the b plot is the takeaways that ash and jimmy are inching back together right right that's the big thing <laughs> that's the big thing like i mean that's what really matters i mean spinner having bo is going to be a recurring joke um mm-hmm. his armpits there it's just a recurring joke but i mean that's what the honesty that jimmy's giving amounts to is is inching him and ashley back together and also um ashley and terry too are they're all kind of inching closer together to be more of a cohesive unit again? Yeah, they, she's they still like
1: she's on the fringes. <laughs> it's not like it's not the fringes. It's like she and Ellie are kind of their own circle. Yeah, and then, and she interacts
0: with the other group.
1: Yeah, and she's welcome with, to interact with that other group again with civility.
0: Yeah, there's no there's no bad blood, and they are but it's are all not, talking. But they're not.
1: If she was only allowed to have one friend over because her parents were going out of town, it would be Ellie Ellie. at this point. It wouldn't be Terry. It wouldn't
0: be Terry. Yeah. Her and Terry. And she's not not gonna be
1: allowed to have only one friend over because her parents are going out of town. She's not gonna be allowed to be in the house alone (laughs) because last time she took ecstasy. Clank, in E's fucking grade, <laughs>
0: um, I surpassed all of Kate's expectations. God, God, seriously, <laughs> she's like, I thought she'd maybe get drunk a couple times, but E. Right, and e- Jeff's like, choke some weed. E- Where did you get E? Where is she? <laughs> they look like they take E, and they go, um, they go uh, raving. Kate, have you
1: seen the ball of aspirin that I keep <laughs> that hidden is the in murder. the ceiling in the bathroom?
0: <laughs> i low-key want to create that in like a horror movie scenario where there's like some some form of some shit that could kill you mixed in with random aspirin because like honestly that's very similar to what the like you've got e you've got two tablets of e just mixed in with fucking aspirin that's six the, feet under i know
1: that's 6 feet under No, I know exactly which I know exactly what you're talking about. No, but I love <laughs> that David is the one to accidentally dose two of his family mm-hmm. members. Yes, I love it. I love it's it. It's so good. Anyway, not that that happens, the spoilers. 6 feet under, y'all should not watch Not that it. that
0: happens in like the second But if it did.
1: <laughs> but um But
0: yeah, let me see if I have any um Oh, Jimmy, okay, I do want to bring up one thing again in the B plot. Jimmy um spinner saying <laughs> you and Ashley are a big fat bad idea or whatever he says like you guys are not a good idea please don't do it the last time you guys were together you were like her, her indentured servant like please like that is a shitty idea i beg of you no <laughs> and i just noted that like please listen to spinner because he's going right. to save you like nope. 6 months of fucking heartache nope. but yeah it's not even
1: 6 months it's like- like it's episode. not it's even like six next months week.
0: i was being very the week generous. after I was like and like, the after. and the duration is heavily oh God, disputed that
1: song is coming it is coming and i want to talk about i can't talk I about it i can't talk about we're it gonna,
0: we're gonna suffer through it when it's time to suffer through it oh and miss h at lunch is a fucking mood <laughs> her lunch in the um in the tra- uh the in the tra- ra- garden yeah i don't, I don't atrium why do I always say that word like I spell it? Okay, the in the Zen Garden, um, I was trying to say Atrium, but in the Zen Garden, she's got her classical music playing and through her headphones, which JT does not respect. He does not give a fuck about her headphones. He says, fuck you and your headphones. I'm interrupting you. And she's got her book and, you know, she's got her lunch and she's chilling. She's like,
1: fuck these students for an hour. I am at a right, spa. Said, I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> and JT's like let me just show myself here and then I'll indignantly be like I said I was sorry I th- so like I think, what do you want from me I think of
0: a okay I know the origin of this soundbite but I, it's a TikTok soundbite the origins are um, bad girls club but it's um, it's like the one girl says um, I just actually came outside to remove myself from you but you follow me out here and the therapist says that's right <laughs> it's giving those vibes yeah
1: yeah no it's it's a lot it's like
0: Hatsalakos does not want to fucking talk to you right now
1: she's mad and she's rightfully mad and she's not kwan so she doesn't want to just be an asshole to you
0: so give her some fucking
1: space dude she handles it like a teacher should she's
0: not gonna you know what but if you want to come and hear what I've got to say to you that I'm gonna tell you like it is but you know I'm not gonna take it out on you I'm not gonna force my irritation on you but you know you done fucked up right Right. (laughs) like (laughs) like JT is just completely side busted he apologized and it was not the (laughs) he wanted the warm and fuzzies and Hatsulakos was not having it she's like fuck you I'm not we're not friends right (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think it's a good segue to, to I think where? we're good to to, to to our, well, my favorite corner. I
1: mean, I'd fashion say it's corner. my favorite corner. I think corner you, it's is it your
0: favorite corner. So, Are you impartial mm-hmm. to other corners?
1: All right, cool. So our favorite corner, the fashion corner. Um, first things first, I got to call out Ellie's fucking hair. She's got these horrible bangs it's <laughs> horrible horrible bangs and like, she does and she, she and then no these right like doing three she's doing. fucking ponytails she's doing the it's, most it's like, it's like rockabilly it's like rock it's like i hate it it's yeah bad.
0: i mean i hate rockabilly so i'll put that in there that's fine i think rockabilly is just such a weird niche like yeah. style of dress and like like musical style that just shouldn't <laughs> exist. But that's what her hair is giving. It's like poofy and it's like for the first time she decided to like condition it cause it's got volume. But then she does like the, what she chooses to do with the, the great hair day she should be having is do that. Cause I think if she just did the bangs with just like curls, I wouldn't hate it.
1: But she had to do whatever the fuck she was doing in the back well and the bangs just look like messy and unkempt i'm not even like i don't know i i don't the I don't bangs like aren't it. the
0: best to be fair the bangs aren't the best but it, it's like they could be less offensive
1: if treated with better like like more care less and while offensive we're, while we're talking about hair um pa- <coughs> in our last episode you know it was brought up i don't think we talked about it but in hype hi- don't believe the hype Hazel calls out Paige for the fact that she started the year with a mullet, um, <laughs> but no, you want to talk about a m- mullet, Miss Hatsalakos. <laughs> I've taken several pictures of this poor woman. She woman's hair,
0: has and a I very would be them on the socials. She has a very stylized mullet, and she the should choices not, were
1: made. Choices were very much made, and, and it's not like the mom from Seventh Heaven stylized mullet. No. It's 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 its own thing. I've got like three or There four was no of elevation. It. There
0: was no elevation made to attempt it, it to the hairstyle. It's just very hmm.
1: it it is, it, is. it is what it is. Choices. Choices were made.
0: made. Choices were made in the beauty parlor But yeah. Um <laughs> I actually don't so she has two outfits in this episode. The first outfit is it, it's nothing special. But the second um, outfit that she's wearing, the like the pink, the like the sweater,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the sweater sweater set with the black skirt. Yeah, it's very cute. Sweater set with the black yes, skirt. Yeah, yeah, same, the the black shirt. I like pink on her. I think it's very cute. Um, she is just like. I think she's just supposed to be, like slightly indecently dressed. This whole well,
1: I think it's one of those things where it's like. Women with bigger breasts, Mm -hmm. like, it's really not an inappropriate top. Like, even with her having big breasts, she's not showing that much cleavage. You know, like... But because she's got big breasts, anything that doesn't like isn't a turtleneck gets sexualized, and then also turtlenecks get sexualized because they're too tight. And it's just one of those things. Like, like yes, could she potentially dress a little bit more modestly? Yeah, but I don't have a problem with a teacher wearing this. Yeah, no, I definitely not. And if she had small boobs, it wouldn't look sexy the way that it looks sexy on her
0: mm-hmm. and i mean even the way they frame a lot of her outfits it's like she's wearing perfectly appropriate outfits but they focus on her legs like the mm-hmm. shots that we see of her it's very sexualized and i think they want us to think oh, that she's dressing right that she's dressing sexier than he is, she is but literally jt is just
1: sexualizing
0: her so that's why i don't
1: think that they want us to think that I don't know. I think I think it's all very intentional and I think they're saying like she's not dressing sexy. She's wearing appropriate clothes for the job that she has. Yeah. You know, but we are seeing her through the eyes of this fucking 8th grader who has chosen to see her as a sexual object.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's pretty like I I think that it's a uh, it's oh, it's very intentional. I just think that um some of the choices that they make like they're dressing her in pink they're dressing her in skirts that aren't going all the way down to like past the 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 calf and stuff like they're mm-hmm. they're making an effort to kind of like oh, okay right she's dressing like like she's a you know 30 years old but like
1: I she's right because she is yeah i mean i like- think they've put you know Quan's style is different but i feel like they've put Quan in skirts of a similar length i think they definitely have. shirts of a similar cut and she's
0: got less bosom so they, right. they put her she's... in the lower cutting shirts it's not as much of a oh she's got breasts
1: kind mm-hmm. of you know. and like she's got like tall legs and they're not like chicken legs but like they're not like she, she's not shapely in the same way no she's not and it's, it's a completely no, I different think, body. i think type. the wardrobing is very interesting and very smart with both of these women yeah um what else do you have my dear okay so i know
0: you talked about um ellie's hair uh-huh. But I also have to talk about what the fuck she's wearing. So Ellie loves red. She is a redhead, so I think red is her color. It does look good on her. However, she's got a skirt on so she's got like a many layers. <clears throat> she's got a gauzy red undershirt like and it's like a long-sleeved sort of clingy undershirt and then she's got on like a bandeau strappy <clears throat> top.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then she's got on like a skirt that looks like it's possibly that sort
1: of pattern like that, that bandanas are. Asian, no, t- I thought it was like generic Asian fabric. It might. Okay, I have a better screenshot of it. I'm just looking at this one where she
0: spinners. In yeah, the no, so, it's. I just zoomed up,
1: in. Yeah, a close up would probably provide better detail. And it's that like satiny with like embroidery, and <laughs> yes. it's like yes, it's just it's very like generic. Pan-ation. okay i see i see what you mean yeah and it's
0: got flowers and everything <laughs> mm-hmm. um and but then grommet belt. <laughs> yes and then she pairs it with a very chunky off the hip grommet belt
1: yeah she's wearing the belt like below her waist
0: it's also like the coctus, bell sleeves really. the sleeves yes. are bells.
1: it's it's, it's a it's lot a lo- it's a lot
0: going on. on like i i don't know i love this i don't know that-
1: The screenshot that I have just happens to be you know when you freeze on somebody and they you catch them in the middle of saying something or whatever Mm -hmm. but Ashley looks like she's looking at her in disgust Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and like same girl
0: and I have to shout out Spinner in this episode for I think he heavily leans into being a jock so he's wearing what looks like is probably his gym clothes his Mm -hmm. gym top and just like you know, baggy pants on the bottom, but it's like you uh, you most likely did not change from having Jim, and if you haven't had Jim yet, why are you dressed like this? It's like no one else is dressed with their arms out, and he he's he's got one of those shirts that you most likely cut the shoulders off of, and um you know you can see his arms, and this is obviously the episode where he's got the bo. So I I mean it's it's probably very pointed, no, but I, he's also next. oh. We're in, oh, no, 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 Yeah you're no, right, it's you're, high, right yeah. you're right, you're right, sorry. Okay. I'm like, I'm always a little bit off, so I wasn't sure. But he is definitely, like, supposed to be the jock who doesn't shower. And I think that's why they put him in Panther gear. But either way, it's just, like, kind of a fashion don't for me. Because I don't, I don't like the way it looks on him. It looks very out of place. I love the hair. Mm-hmm. He's had it for an episode now or two. But I love the hair. I think blonde is actually he's probably one of the few people, like who can pull off bleach blonde, and it doesn't like wash him out or anything or make him look too pink. Um,
1: I like it. Yeah, no, it works for him. It's not like it's not his best look. It's very not ninth grade boy, right? But it's
0: definitely like not offensive. I don't hate it. Um, we'll have to go through obviously. And rate spinners' hair at some point. We shall do that. But um I think it's probably one of his, you know, early as far as early spin goes, it's one of his better looks. Mm-hmm. Cause I prefer I, this over the spiky hair, honestly.
1: I also wanted to call out JT. Um he when he um goes to class and it's locked and he sees Isabella's out of her cage, and he's jt really likes orange which mm-hmm. like <laughs> i like that outfit are you talking about his It's I, I, I don't hate it okay I think it's very curated coat. and like it's a little bit like trying too hard for me because okay. it's so curated but like jt likes orange and he wears it well and like no shade i literally I let my mom spend way too much money on a sweater for me last weekend because it was orange. And I like to flex the fact that I can wear orange. So like, (laughs) I get it, JT, but he's wearing these orange pants and a matching orange vest. And then this like green long sleeve shirt underneath with like a yellow band at the sleeve. Yeah, It's the blue backpack really that ruins the outfit for me. There is a clash. Cause
0: like for me, the, the puffy coat makes the outfit so there i mean it, it seems like like how you said it's a curated outfit it seemed almost too like matchy matchy for mm-hmm. jt it seems like almost too intentional of an outfit like he wouldn't put on this like good of an outfit so i kind of accept the clash because it's like oh, okay i am fine with this is probably an outfit jt would put on because of the clash if it was too perfect i would probably question his ability to to put that outfit together fair but um i also wanted to highlight manuela's hair in the scene where she's getting the balloons rubbed on her head because like i am really just waiting like call me I, I feel like saying this is not too much of a spoiler but call me crazy I love Manny's thong girl wrong girl era and I'm waiting for it right. on bated breath <laughs> because this fucking era where they her parents literally have her still watching Tudley Tubbies works on my fucking nerves and the fact that they have this young woman dressed in a sequined heart shirt is the only consolation I have is that Emma wears a similar shirt a couple of episodes before so they are still kind of like <laughs> similarly matched in their age like how yeah. they're dressing but like i think overall fucking manny still dresses like a preschooler and it yeah, really no, sucks it's,
1: it does it does <laughs> and I, I hate to
0: put her on a fashion don't but i just think for the like she just doesn't look like a girl in high school she looks like she should still she, well be, she's
1: not in high school she's in middle school
0: well, for the purposes of the narrative, she's in high school with the high schoolers, but she's not in right. high school, which is right. dumb. But they'll phase out of that next year. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's not in high school, but she's high school adjacent in the same they're in the same building. She's seeing these people every day and she's wearing a, a heart shirt with sequins on it. Her heart has sequins like it, it's very babyish. And I mean you, it, She's not being focused on this episode, so what she's wearing is pretty inconsequential. But I think that, you know, they've got her in the G-Shock watch. She looks like a little girl. She really does. Mm-hmm. Which is she is. So, I mean, it's fine. But, like, she just has such a... Her fashion eras are beautiful, and I'm just so excited to talk about them. But uh, I think... Oh, Quan's shirt when the pen busts in her mouth. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't take my screen grabs for this episode because I think we roll we rolled right into it. But um, okay, so Quan walks in. I'm I'm about to take the screen right now. Okay, so she's got like it's a the shirt is probably black backdrop. I can't tell, but she's got like pinwheels with an eye lit in the center, um, mm-hmm. and it kind of looks like um, cotton swabs uh, <laughs> long tip cotton swabs um, q-tips and like you know all in a circle and I mean I, I don't think it's a fashion don't I actually think it's very in line with what she would wear it just kind of confuses me as a shirt I think is why I wanted to put it on the list but then also I just wanted to capture her with blue lips okay
1: <laughs> um
0: yeah that's that's all those are all my fashions because
1: <laughs> you're always gonna take a chance to fire shots at miss kwan i don't
0: like miss kwan except when i do love her outfit at international day because she fucking i just stayed
1: I, I feel i don't know i'm i'm still holding my breath for miss kwan to get better i think she does get better for her. she has a good legacy i think her legacy is intact
0: but i just don't fucking like her for the minutiae
1: yeah but since we're firing shots at Kwan, let's fire shots in general. Pew pew pew, pew 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 pew. Shots
0: fired.
1: All righty,
0: let's do it. Let's All right, do it. I I do have a sixth wild card that I didn't tell you about, but not in my first five. I complete <laughs> like the way I took my notes is hella suspect. Okay. So I'm going to fire my first shot at Mrs. Hot Sulacos for making herself attend detention with JT York. <laughs> she like she couldn't have sent his ass to just a general detention.
1: I am <laughs> going to jump in front of that bullet because <laughs> I knew think, you I knew you might I actually
0: really. I, um,
1: I think that, I'm not like, good for the lottery or anything, but I got
0: some intuition, y'all. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I think that it's that she doesn't. She's not trying to punish him. No,
0: she thinks she's, she's a good student. She's trying to get
1: him to see his potential and understand that, like, there's a time for his shit. And there's a time for him to, like, buckle down and actually be serious and, like, care about something. Right. And, like, JT is the kind of kid who I feel like has been has gotten detention plenty for as long as he can remember. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know, I think Hatsalakos is saying, like, I'm going to just try a different avenue here. I
0: think that's the first time we've had one of our co-hosts jump in front of a fucking bullet i think it
1: is i think it is
0: and <laughs> that is, like that another ladies and
1: gentlemen, co-host I, has
0: fired the, the i am so against
1: pain i'm the kind of person who says al before the blow lands so it's a big deal <laughs> that i'm willing to jump in front of this bullet but i have all like slow-mo like in the movies uh, okay all right i my first shot fired is ellie at spinner we're Mm -hmm. like okay you know what yes tell spinner he's smelly but like do it discreetly and politely (laughs) and like with some tact you don't just go spin rule number one of puberty shower every day (laughs) like (laughs) in (laughs) the (laughs) middle of the classroom
0: yeah airing him out i like for me. Okay. So I think it's funny that like that, that was the peer side of it, but then, um, my second shot's fired is Armstrong's reaction which i think is hilarious because he re- like we talked about in the deep dive he had an opportunity and a platform we could argue to fucking set this right but he just has a, he just makes the most disgusted face because spinners leaning over him and S- spinners confused about a math problem and he's like oh no just simple math <laughs> math, <I> mean,
1: math.
0: <laughs> it's like it's hilarious the disgust on that
1: man's face he's a great face actor okay (laughs) Like he's got it can i drop my two more and then we can go into the rest of yours because i know you've got a bunch coming yeah of course go on all right so my second one is um when ashley's reading her story and jimmy and spinner simultaneously both start pretending to cut their wrists <laughs> and then after Jimmy critiques Ashley's story, um, first off, shots fired at Ashley for wanting to be a creative type, but not being completely unable to take the slightest form of criticism. Right. Um but <laughs> Jimmy's like, I think you're trying too hard. And she goes, but mm-hmm. well, I wouldn't expect a conformist to understand. <laughs> Yeah, she was waiting to call him a conformist,
0: right? Um, so my next shots fired was actually Ash's story, like just the whole thing <laughs> in Quan's class, <laughs> just the whole fucking thing, um, and then of course the extensive shots that <laughs> Jimmy and Spinner, you know, fire against each other, going to the bus stop, and I mean, obviously the highlights include you know because you leave pee on the seat and my mom doesn't want you over um, which we uh, heavily debunked yeah. but then also Jimmy's entire list to spinner which i i had to read but um, was also very scathing and then my last one and i i can never let quan go unscathed is just quan for not realizing she was literally munching on blue ink surprise bitch right. like what the fuck right. <laughs> Like she is zoned out if that if she did not notice.
1: <laughs> but yeah, those are my those are my shots. Well, I think that like we the streets are fucking red with blood from all the shots that have been fired. <laughs> um, yes, indeedy. Which means we should hop on over to message in a bottle. But we're gonna take a quick break first. Yeah. Roses are red. Sean started drinking, because he's just a bum. At least that's how he's thinking. Things have started to look up for Sean. He and Emma are back together. He is a star player on the basketball team, and he and Jimmy are even starting to become friends. But when his brother and caretaker tracker quits his job, the poverty trauma kicks in, and he starts hitting the bottle. After blowing up at Spike, he heads to Jimmy's party where he steals a bottle of booze and undoes all the progress he's made with Jimmy. Also in this episode, Jimmy and Ashley begin flirting with each other and with the idea of getting back together again. Spinner
0: warned them in the last episode to just, well, he warned Jimmy specifically that you don't need to be going down this road, young young man. And he told no lies, though. That's the thing. He's very on point that the fact that like they just aren't good together right they've never been good together they bring out the worst in each other you guys just like the way each other looks and like the way each and other look and that, that and there's i mean
1: comfort and familiarity there. there's you totally
0: know? comfort in that i mean especially at this age i mean at any age but at this age i think that like okay they're each other's first you know girlfriend first boyfriend um, first
1: love, even. first
0: love. Yeah, I would. Or even though very puppy love, but yes, first like, love.
1: I mean, just. Because I'm not like- going to
0: equivocate. I know that when you're 14, love is love. Okay.
1: <laughs> Are you very good at it? Do you know what it means? No. No. Does that make it any less real that you have these feelings? Also, no.
0: And they're strong, man. So strong. Um, they got you in a chokehold, and I think that's kind of like Jimmy. I I think that their relationship was just very much, like, like the end of their relationship was unsatisfying. It was very situational. It was because Ashley took E and, like, (laughs) went on a rampage, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And that is how their relationship ended. And, I mean, of course, he calls her a slut. That happens. But they really don't get, like, they, like there's there's no, no, there's no closure and i think that that's what they like that's what jimmy right. is feeling he's like but why don't why aren't we together again well i'm i'm getting amnesia suddenly because he just there's not any final slamming of the door and i think that's a lot of why people i have a small theory about people going back to their exes because okay it wasn't a hard no there was no trauma associated with this breakup. So there's probably still room to rekindle the relationship. As long as I know this person doesn't hate me, there's room. <laughs> like we're being friendly again. Like there's the vibes. Like we're actually having friendly discourse and laughing at each other. Um, like in a, yeah, like there's the vibes. And I think that that's what they're feeling. Um, and I mean, obviously they they have a really emo moment. Can I talk about it?
1: Yeah, you can talk about it. No, I mean, we've already, I, I like the thing where we're starting with the B plots and kind of getting them out of the way.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. Going forward. Um, so the, the emo ass moment that they have <laughs> for me is um, at the party that Jimmy invites Sean to, because we did talk briefly about, you know, in the, the, the summary that Sean's having some issues with jimmy oh sorry sean sean and jimmy have had their issues but um jimmy puts them aside at sean, at um spinner's beckoning and invites sean to and emma to his party that night to celebrate them winning is that yeah. what it is? okay celebrate them winning
1: or um, having a solid season or something is something something Sports to do with their athleticism
0: and um <laughs> Um so there's a basically Sean breaks a bottle of tequila just fast forward and <laughs> and Ashley and Jimmy start gathering up the glass and Jimmy cuts his finger on the bottle cap of the that has some protruding glass and they, they like literally look in each other's eyes and they start to kiss because like because Cash of that drugs. and she she gets a napkin from <laughs> exactly that's what it's giving like Ashley gets a napkin and puts it on him uh, on his boo boo and looks at and's like oh you're bleeding it's um, a sweet moment it, it, is- it, it is and it's like you know then she leaves they don't actually kiss but it's like a oh, like there's breathy air between them and i don't and then- i don't hate this iteration of them as much as i like i don't know if i hated the last iteration but this actually feels like a couple as weird it as, it, like as it is to that say
1: choosing to do
0: yeah like not something they feel like they're supposed to do
1: right
0: which is probably why i like them a little bit more cuz i definitely felt like there was heavy air of ashley felt like she should date jimmy because she felt like she should date jimmy right
1: <laughs> He's popular. He's also goal oriented, like she is. Yeah. Her family likes him. You know, she thinks he's cute, whatever. But, like, yeah, no, it feels much more intentional than the last time around. And um, he still
0: likes her, even though, you know, she writes shit like she did in Kwan's class last episode and yeah. and shit like that. Like he's still he still fucking likes her despite all that. He's still pining after her, staring at her ass in class and shit. So, I mean, their 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 chemistry is a lot better. This season, yeah. like I think it's a lot better. I, I Once again, I will reiterate, they feel like a real couple this time, right. <laughs> like I yeah, actually I buy it versus last season where i'm just like you guys just look like it's kind of like nate and blair from gossip girl like how they were supposed to be together everybody thought they were supposed to be together everybody Mm -hmm. loved them together but they were very bad together and they they were the most bland fucking couple ever Mm -hmm. that's how i feel about season one jimmy and ashley y'all are wallpaper like you're boring now y'all have actually got some skin in the game. Like, I'm interested now. <laughs> I'm yeah, interested no, in agree. this bottle cap cutting blood relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and
1: then there's Sean.
0: And then there's fucking Sean. I mean... The highlight John, of his we, arc is fucking Tracker, I think.
1: <laughs> just We, we just get, get to see Tracker Cameron again. <laughs> yeah, but he's so not cute in this episode. He's so
0: not cute. He, all right. I'm glad that we can talk about his characterization being very, very flighty. And that is why he is a supporting character. Because he is just serving the narrative. He is not supposed to be positive or uplifting, or stable in this episode, which
1: is what we've seen. Well, in I the past, you have gotta think too. Okay, so Tracker is like, like twenty what? something,
0: like twenty five? something. Like I five, would say twenty five max. If we're right, like that's max. Like we'll just say twenty five max. Fuck it.
1: He's taking care of a kid, so he's not living his young adult life. mm Hmm. And he probably stayed at this job way longer than he would have if it was just him. And like I don't Having know. Shit I think like a uh, pickled herring in his fucking refrigerator. Why does Sean take that to Emma's and it's never spoken? And why her. do you have it? it? Because some people Is that like a Canadian thing? But probably. Yeah, it's, it's, probably, it's, yeah. It's
0: giving Nani from Lilo and Stitch. Um, it's very much like I just feel like he, he and i do appreciate this entry into what we know about tracker because it's like okay we've seen you as the up in arms like he needs a computer to do his work we've seen you Mm -hmm. as the you know further supportive brother in telling his you know the girl you know he likes that he's been a good influence she's been a good influence on him we've seen him literally support him when his you know like oh, you can, we can go and ride out and do this this weekend. Oh, wait, you've got other plans. Like He's been a supportive background character up until now where he's got to play a role that is going to be in opposition of what fucking Sean wants. Mm-hmm. And Sean needs stability. He's always needed stability, and that is why his character has been so good up until now is because Tracker has been so good up until now. Mm-hmm. So Tracker gets his due. It's not easy raising a kid at any age, but an unexpected child who is your
1: your sibling who is mm-hmm. basically half grown up themselves. That's fucking hard. Well, and I get that the like Tracker quitting his job is triggering for Sean. Yeah, I also get that. Like, like I don't blame Sean for not for acting the way he does. Mm -hmm. It's not what Tracker needs. Right. And it's not like Tracker needs Sean to, like, support him and be like, it's okay, man. But, like, he does need him to, like, just be quiet about it. Give him a day or two. He does, Um, yeah. But also, you know, Sean grew up with alcoholic parents who were flaky. And, you know, we learned he had a dad who would quit a job or get fired pretty regularly and then just go blow all their money on booze i have Um, a question though did we
0: was it established that both of his parents were drunk Mm -hmm, because initially
1: not initially i was gonna say i thought it was just his mom we learned at the end of season one that his mom drinks right and then when sean's like or when tracker says you know money's important but so is my dignity and sean's like you sound just like dad every time he would quit a job or get fired and tracker goes the difference is he would go out and then spend all our money on booze and i'm not doing that right i have an interview tomorrow like you gotta let me yeah i'm doing a lot here
0: it's certainly like i just love how they added another like drunk parent to, to the, to the Cameron lore, but um,
1: it's not surprising. I mean, it's not
0: surprising, but I just think that like, I, I really support tracker. He is doing the best that he can and he is trying not to shake up Sean's world. But as you pointed out, like he most likely would not have stayed at that job if he did not have responsibility at home, like 25 year old. And I mean, maybe he was, but like 25 year olds, you, you should have the right, to kind of
1: be a little bit of a tumbleweed right and and and, and fuck that job i'll and find another feel like in the long run which is worse for sean a week or two of them having to tighten their belts a little while tracker finds a new job
0: mm-hmm.
1: or however long of tracker just getting more and more unhappy right because he fucking hates his job And then he's bringing that home and it's like, like, and I get where Sean is coming from because what Sean has seen time and time again in his life is dad quitting a job, things falling apart.
0: Yes. And that's, and I mean, it's fair. His response is very much like, it's a very obvious trauma response and it's understandable that he's like, oh no, my, my stability is threatened once again. And right. a child does. And I mean, of course, uh, it's it's Spike who says it. A child shouldn't have to live with such stress.
1: But plenty of them do, Spike. But
0: plenty of them do, Spike. Damn it, girl, you're trying. But it's like, She's, you. Yeah. The, Spike is a whole nother thing. But like, I feel like just Sean has had so many reasons to not believe in the adults in his life. A child only really has their parents to believe in. Mm -hmm. As like, if you can't believe in your caregiver, then your fucking attachment is fucked. Like, if you don't have faith that your caregiver is going to return and provide the things that you need, then you become severely fucked up in how you respond to other people in your life. So he is just responding very understandably to not knowing what his reality is going to be because he is still a child and he is heavily dependent on what his caregiver decides to do.
1: Well, and he's also probably embarrassed because, you know, you figure back in Wasega. Like, I think we learn that uh, when we see, when we finally see Sean's parents later down the line, they're in Wasega, and I believe they live in a trailer, which, like, fine. There's nothing wrong. There, a home is a home. Like, there's no it's shame fine. in that. But <laughs> it's definitely, like, it's painted as a, like, low rent, trashy thing. It is. Um, And. You know, Sean probably was Sega's a small town, and Sean's dad had a reputation, and Sean's mom had a reputation, and Sean had a reputation. Yeah. And so, like, I think he may have coped a little bit better if Emma hadn't been present when Tracker quit. Mm-hmm. Because now somebody knows, and now everybody knows he's the poor kid again with caregivers who can't hold down a job and whatever. Oh. Um, and you i mean, know it's like it's just isn't emma always the fuck isn't it's emma not, Emma didn't do anything wrong like i actually kind of really like this episode by i lie. like Emma
0: in this episode too but i'm just saying she is always around to hear some shit she shouldn't mm-hmm. hear um
1: yeah.
0: but yeah i think i i still i have such love for their dynamic for tracker and sean's dynamic because at the end of the day tracker is really looking out for him like, if he did not care about the greater interests of his brother, he would not be in that situation. Because honestly, if he were, like, not as good of a guy, he could just say, fuck it. He's, so he's got to live with alcoholic people or, or alcoholic I did. parents. I did. Right. I did. Like, I'm fine. That. Fuck it. No, he actually is like, I can do better for Sean. I can provide him with a different kind of life than I had. So I am going to go to bat for him and work a shitty job that's to uh, and report to a supervisor who doesn't respect me. And this, that and the third. And he does it and does not even let Sean know that it's an issue half the time. And Sean just happened to to witness a bad day. Emma just happened to witness a bad day. Any Mm -hmm. other day, it would have been fine that she was there right just fucking tracker had a bad had a fucking shitty day from hell and he's like i want my house to myself
1: right and if he had just come home and sean had been at emma's or whatever then sean would have gotten home and he would have been like look man i need to let you know i hit a point today i quit my job i've already got an interview tomorrow like yeah and sean probably still would have been triggered and freaked out but it would have been different mm-hmm. it would have you know instead of just kind of him being thrown into chaos and like poverty mindset and what have you Mm -hmm. it would have been like look this is a thing i understand this is a scary thing i need you to trust me like it's okay right um yeah it could have been a very meaningful chat
0: but you know that's not what we get
1: (laughs) and then we get the most
0: awkward fucking
1: dinner ever and it doesn't help. like spike
0: is trying but is she also but she's trying way too hard
1: either she or snake says anything and emma's like staring daggers at them (laughs) yeah and like you know your parents must be proud of you what does your brother do for work like those are reasonable heinous i mean I think that there's it's like such
0: an American thing to ask those questions, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm like I'm always surprised when I hear it in other countries' media because I'm like, other countries don't care as much about what you do for pro- like a profession like that's not as much like cocktail dinner conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But um because it's here, I just think it's such a weird question to ask a kid. Be like, oh, so what does your brother do? <laughs> like <laughs> like we could like I think the oh, have you seen any good movies lately is probably a better question for Sean <laughs> versus. And I mean, I don't know. I, I know that Emma explained to them what Sean's situation is and Sean and fucking Simpson Snake as his teacher knows his situation at home to a degree
1: at to least. A de- right. he
0: knows that it's a not traditional household and he does not live with both of his parents right so the fact that it comes up in such a matter-of-fact way at dinner i think it's very uncomfortable for like a it's child very
1: uncomfortable but like okay snake knows this it's probably been mentioned to spike but you're having dinner your daughter's super on edge you know You Mm -hmm. want your daughter to feel comfortable. You want this kid to feel welcome in your house. You're just trying to make like small talk and get to know him. Basketball comes up. You're like, oh, your parents must be proud. Like, I don't think it's unreasonable that like, I I think it's a perfect. I think it's
0: yeah, it's not unreasonable. It's more just like, I think they could have tried harder to keep certain topics out of because they could have been, I don't know, maybe Emma just didn't prep them as well as she thought she did. But I just think that a lot of uncomfortable topics come up and it makes me feel like they were just so nervous. Like I, and I mean, I think it's evidenced by the way that snake walks by and like says the name of the sushi or whatever. I Mm -hmm. I think that's what he says when he walks by and it's like, they're very excited. And this is their first foray as a unit, as like Emma Mm -hmm. and even Emma being like, these are like, I want you to come to dinner with, snake and and my you know my parents snake and spike and it's like this is a big deal for spike and this is a big deal for snake like they are not used to his
1: first real like dad moment dad
0: moment and that's probably why he looks so fucking zonked at like i don't know if it's the um well
1: also i just remembered that spike is pregnant so she it's is just pregnant. Snake drinking that yeah. bottle of sake. What?
0: Oh my gosh. Is that why Snake looks like that? Maybe it's why Snake looks like that is he's a lightweight and he's been sucking down too much of that sake.
1: I would not, like, I don't drink a lot, but, like, if I were going to be the only person at the table drinking... I wouldn't, yeah. Especially I, with two minors, I probably I might have, would... have, like, a glass of wine or something, but, like, that's, like, if we were out to dinner. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to buy a bottle of wine or sake or whatever for dinner for four where I'm the only person who can drink. It's, like, I kind of...
0: Even though I only spent three weeks there, I kind of miss germany um <laughs> in the uh, three weeks in twenty twelve um I kind of miss Germany in that like I loved that the and not even that the drinking age was low, but just that the the culture around drinking was a lot different because I mm-hmm. felt like Germans were less like apt to um abuse alcohol. Literally, we went to a sports bar. Like, our, the people that are Germans, we called them our Germans, were younger than us and they. <laughs> They they drank us under a table every time and never right. had any issue because it's like, oh, we're just going to go to the sports bar and watch soccer like this was their normal Friday night. And it was very responsible. They all got home, you know, like nobody was stumbling drunk. Nobody threw up like it was the Americans that were a mess because this is our first taste of freedom. And 16 year olds aren't allowed to drink over here. <laughs> right. um And it was a whole big thing. It's just like I think that uh it. I mean, if the stigma around drinking was different, then Sean having some alcohol to not feel so nervous—like, why? Do, why does any adult drink alcohol to take the edge off? Is what we say. Like, oh, right. maybe I'm nervous. I want to just drink a little bit. So, and but he's obviously drinking for the wrong reasons. I don't think that. I don't think he's drinking to take the edge off. But, um, I don't know. I think it. It's a little bit of a tangent, but I definitely think that. Um, it's a little bit questionable that people who obviously don't drink like that just have a large-ass bottle of sake ready to go. Like, I mean, maybe just for the ceremony of it. Like, oh, we're having having very fancy sushi.
1: you should not be having with your pregnant-ass wife.
0: Right. Like, do they have, like, do y'all, I mean, Canadian listeners, is it safe to eat sushi in your country? Because it's safe to eat sushi in a lot of Nordic countries when you're pregnant. But... Not over here in America. We don't do that shit. But also, I have to comment on um, Spike and Snake discussing the weight of sumo wrestlers. And Spike saying that it's because they eat fucking rice 24-7.
1: Like, um, rice is actually not fattening? Um, Rice is actually... So, rice is interesting because white rice is, like... It's got a lot of, like... Carbs and kind of like sugar and shit. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: like, there are certain things that you pair it with. Like, rice with beans is a Mm -hmm. super fucking healthy meal. But like, just rice on its own isn't like unhealthy. It's not
0: unhealthy, but it's not healthy.
1: But like, yeah, if the bulk of what you're eating in a day, every day is rice, you're not getting what you need. And you are getting a lot of kind of simple carbohydrates. Right. And I I mean, if
0: that if that is what she was trying to say, I think it sounded just a little bit like because, you know, Japanese people are some of the the longest living people in the world. And it's like we have to look at what they eat. They eat a lot of seafood. They eat a lot of rice. (laughs) They're they're fine. But they also do a lot of like probiotics. They love kombucha over there. And they you know, like they there's just a lot more emphasis on like growing your food differently so I don't know I felt like it was a little bit of a simplistic statement to say oh eating a lot of rice can make you fat because anything eating a lot of anything can make you fat but I don't think eating a lot of rice specifically in and of, in and of itself will make you fat mm-hmm. so I just had to comment on that but um, uh, I do think that Spike was doing a little bit too much like she was hovering but I don't think that she was I don't think that she was being inflammatory. Like I think that Sean just could have
1: worded that better.
0: She definitely could have worded it better, but I I'm looking trying to look at the point of view of her being nervous and trying yeah. to say everything perfectly and realizing that the things is she's saying sound a little bit too like she thought of them too much. And that's kind of what I'm getting. It's like everything you're saying doesn't necessarily sound like how you talk. It sounds like you thought about it three times before you said it um or you didn't think about it at all (laughs) say again
1: i said i i would be nervous too if my kid was emma like when emma gets to the you said if my kid was emma oh i'm so worried i'm gonna call her on it like i'm so worried to get a
0: hellcat like right like a fucking like what did she say exactly (laughs) sean is all of us exactly (laughs) right (laughs) It's like, yeah, I want to call her on it. Like, call your mother on what call your mother on her act. Like, even if your mother did say some shit, I don't know that you necessarily have the, like, right to go and call your mother. Because obviously you'll, you'll find out in a moment that your boyfriend was drinking your parents' booze and actively being paranoid in the situation because he had other shit going on.
1: (laughs) Right. <laughs> and like you're not making anything easier for anybody she's you just know? a drama
0: queen like she comes downstairs at, after changing and she's like what did you say to him and gets her coach like they're like where are you going he's like to find him
1: right like it's so much <laughs> i gotta go I-
0: find my man <laughs>
1: It's so much. It's so fucking much. And it's, like, like I get the feeling that, like, Spike is a little bit scared of Emma because Emma will just, oh, like, yeah. have these fucking tantrums. And then mm-hmm. Snake, like, isn't going to put his foot down because he's not a real dad. And like It's
0: like my spawn. You're not my real needs dad. Someone
1: to this child. You're not my dad. Yeah,
0: somebody needed this. Mm-mm. For me, it's, like, it's definitely clear that there's going <laughs> to... That there's always been a dynamic of Emma the trailblazer and fucking Spike standing there in her wake, like that is just the, that's the dynamic I get in her household. It's just like Emma's leaving Spike in the dust, and Spike just has to recuperate. Emma
1: out of the womb, she slapped Spike. (laughs) Like this is a preview of your next eighteen years. Asserted dominance right out the womb, and and this oh is what gosh. we got. Spike's so small too. Like, what's she gonna do? She is so small. Emma was bigger than her by the time she was like four. Like, poor
0: Spike <sighs> never had a chance. It's I like I just think that it's like the way that she's so ready to like come at her own mother, <laughs> like right. read her own mother for filth. <laughs> it's like crazy.
1: Um, for but, nothing for it's nothing. Being a little awkward because you've got everybody on high alert because you're <laughs> unhinged about this dinner right. that like also why did you say you, yes you could have his-
0: that's my whole problem with Emma in this episode is you just set him up for failure when she okay. tells him and she's like oh I just wondered, are, are you free tonight and he's like "Um, I, you know it sounds like you're you know something something and she's like uh yeah, we my parents invited you for dinner and she's like Emma <laughs> and she's like and and he's basically saying he says emma no and she says well you have to go i told him you would okay well what the fuck i'm gonna like i'm a separate person from you right you have to inform me right you have to inform me if there's somewhere you expect me to be bitch like right just because we're in a relationship doesn't mean you own my calendar and yeah manny should have once like stepped up to tell her that you should have told his ass a week ago
1: when this was planned instead of waiting a week this is what happens when we don't give manuela santos enough lines thank you
0: i swear they literally have like a quota the amount of times that she can speak in a fucking
1: episode sometimes Um, like that for sure
0: but after emma leaves well so Sean leaves before her. Um, he takes his denim coat and he runs into the night and he goes to um Jimmy's party, which actually looks like a real party. Like, can mm-hmm. we talk about like that? Sh- they've got kids making out on the couch. That they've got light. like since strobe. <laughs> they've got a dude in a leather jacket leather working boots. the fucking boom box or the large ass, like, you know, tape deck, CD deck combo. Like they've they they've got this is a real party now i just think about the party that happened at ash's house where spinner walked in with a fucking watermelon and now spinner's got whipped cream on his face like what the fuck are you doing
1: well no because some girl comes like right up to him and sprays him with it like oh that's
0: kinky and i hate to say that about like 16 year olds but literally that's never happened to me um yeah this looks like a real party and i'm like low-key <laughs> proud of jimmy for throwing it as a ninth grader because you know there's some upperclassmen there like that's a cool ass party yeah. like that's a cool ass party um
1: and a sober party it is a dry party it's a for dry sean. party except for sean he spots that bottle and he's just like i'm gonna he's take the this. only he's the only one taking that sh- and it's
0: tequila Right? It is a bottle of te- sake and tequila. Maybe? and then What are you oh, doing? Bad things. Making bad fucking choices because that shit's going to feel terrible in the morning. Like, are you kidding me? There is no rule about combining sake and tequila because no one thought they needed to make that rule. Everybody right. thought, okay, well, we know best not to do this shit. Sean Cameron went and fucked it all and then yeah. has the nerve to say I don't feel so good I need to go home <laughs> your whole world's about to be tilted for like three days <laughs> which like yeah no seriously it's so bad and he's drinking so much
1: Um, but you know what I gotta say you know Spike comes through she was super I love nerve, but, like,
0: I love no, that rule though it's
1: a really good policy because it is
0: I, I'm, you, I fully like, plan to enact it for my kids because I think it's so important to give kids that
1: that and certainly, if pad. your kid is like starts abusing it, and like every fucking you know every fucking week, two times a week is calling you to pick them up drunk, like you got to reevaluate. We're reevaluate that it shit, definitely. But like the fact of the matter is, your kids are gonna do dumb shit, and it's always important that they're so much safe, more right? Important for them to be safe, right? Like I would rather
0: have a child that's done some dumbass shit in their room going through physical hell because they've done that dumbass shit then out somewhere because i'm pissed off at them and i don't want right. to come get them like scared that's to call
1: me because they know scared i'm scared to call me read them the riot mm-hmm. act like yeah no for that good policy. spike
0: you get like a gold fucking star like a big ass gold star for that i don't know if it's the shining star not to skip ahead but you know i think that for me that is such a good parental policy to have yeah. and that means she did her job because Emma's like yeah I'm not listening Emma to you Sean it. I'm not right like I fuck you Sean I'm not listening to you I'm calling my mom because she needs to come get us like this is we're at that point like we're not right. like you're <laughs> we on the side of the road <laughs> like you we need to get you home I need to go home I'm calling my fucking mom and I love it I love Spike yeah. for that
1: should we uh should we mosey on over to uh, your favorite corner? Yeah. Yeah, the fashion corner. The fashion corner. I don't think I had a lot this episode. My first is sh- shout out to Tracker Cameron for worst fucking dress. He's got, like, okay, so, like, the outfit <laughs> itself is fine. He's wearing, you know, a dark long-sleeve shirt and, like, a sleeveless flannel. Like, it's very, like blue collar chic but then he's got these really small yellow sunglasses that he's wearing inside yeah and this purple bandana that's tied kind of weird and it looks like he's now got like not super long but like longish blonde hair yeah like neck length blonde hair that he's wearing in two weird ponytails. it's not a good look and it's really disappointing because tracker cameron is so fucking hot when he wants to be
0: He it takes a hit from his like very small, like attractive points we were giving him. But one thing I will say is purple is like not his color, but I like that bandana.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a cute bandana, but like tracker, no, what are you doing? But tracker, I don't know. Did he piss off the wardrobe department that day? Like, I just don't.
0: Uh, And for me, okay, so I'm, I'm once again, this is one that we slid into so i did not capture all of my fashion but i did write it down so i have it in a handy guide so i find that ellie's hair is really questionable ellie's hair
1: is always really questionable
0: (laughs) it is always really questionable but in this particular instance it's like she's taken most of the the extensions out um I don't know why she does that. So she took okay, and I and I don't know why. Okay, my um my notes are out of order because I did also I was like, why didn't I notice Paige's bright ass busy ass fucking shirt? But I think she well, might have worn this before. Season, yeah, she's she's an outfit repeating because she's not really in this episode. But let me go to the actual close up where they phase Paige out, and then they focus on Ashley and ellie all right they go oh gosh so (laughs) stacy farber i love you but this is so bad okay it's what happened is ellie does not have any extensions and her actual hair is just a copious amount of gel has been applied to separate each couple strands into little like spiky strands and she's got like pink highlights at the at like the tips and kind of all throughout the sides i don't know it's, and like little piggy t- little little ponytails like you know there's one on each side her hair is in the like down in the back it's very bad the texture of it's just horrible yeah yeah the texture goodness gracious but tell me I don't again know. about how ellie is your favorite i love ellie but just not this era this era is like give me her authenticity in this era cannot be like understated like we have to admit that she is authentically herself and she doesn't give a fuck (laughs) she can't give a is she
1: authentically herself because i feel like she is everything she does is trying so fucking hard
0: Everything she does is trying pretty hard. There might be some sort of subset of fashion that I'm overlooking that she's completely binding off of, which I will completely accept because I have not done my research. But what it seems like is people attribute, like when people think about the iconic Ellie style, they don't necessarily think of her era of um, when she's in college. Even like when she's heavily, you know, like they don't think about, they think about more her early era because she's very, she's more grunge in this era. They like her and Ashley's grunge period.
1: It's not even, gr- it's like alt, it's like... I yeah, know.
0: right, because like, oh, people want to just push emo into it and I'm like, I think that's oversimplifying it because I don't think that that's what she's going for. I actually think mm-hmm. kind of steampunk without the horizontal stripes.
1: It's, it's not steampunk, <laughs> it's a little bit cyberpunk or cybergoth. Yeah. It's it's a lot, that's the thing, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things, And like, yeah. I like her better, like season 3 when she's kind of calmed down a bit and like she's still kind yes. of yes i wanted her calmed down a little bit it, but like it's it, her her outfits make more sense
0: yes that's the so when they decide what character she is they start to dress her a lot more consistently and you know this is she's still a lot of a wild card in terms of her characterization so i think that's why we're getting some scattered Effects and and I mean I would say that this is more of how Stacy Farber dressed versus how mm-hmm. Ellie versus it being Ellie's personal style. I would yeah. bet some some level of money because I don't have a lot of it right now, but I would bet some level of money that that was Stacy Farber's style versus that being Ellie's style, and they just thought that that was a unique like look for a character and they were like okay that'll fit in with Ashley eventually going a little bit more you know goth because I think um Ash's look is way more like pointedly goth and and Mm -hmm. emo versus Ellie is just all over the place and that's where like the, the the you know they are friends because they they have similar whatever but I think that what it mostly looks like is um, Ashley kind of, like, looking at something in a magazine and trying to kind of evoke that versus that being how she is personally expressing herself. I think she gets a little bit better
1: at that, but see, Ellie is know. dressing like...
0: more like how she wants to dress.
1: I don't know. I I think that, like, see, Ellie's first season... Is very like what a middle aged person in the early two thousands thought was like (laughs) punk. Yeah. Oh, totally. I don't think it's Stacy Farber dressing herself. I would buy that it's Stacy Farber like having more input in the like.
0: Oh, like, so you think forward, that they like, that it I was curated think. by one of the sty- yeah. wardrobe stylists on set? I would love to, even though honestly, I I, I thought I thought about it the last um, when I was editing the previous uh, episode two. You kind of trashed Stacy Farber's acting, and I'm like. I hope that she doesn't hold that against us and maybe one day comes on the podcast because i think she could i think she's i think she could come on here i think it's better (laughs)
1: it's not just like i think that you know season one she's very green she's pretty one-dimensional which isn't her fault but like you're not going to show any like you can't act when you have nothing to work with yeah you know i think it's not all stacy farber but it's like a lot of decisions come together to create yeah. a performance that is not great in my opinion <laughs> and and a lot of that again is that like you can't you can't make a great performance when you have nothing to work with
0: yeah i mean you have to use the material you're given um, um like it just I think that Ellie becomes a favorite character more for her later arcs, oh, more well, than, you know, we'll versus what right versus yeah, what she's doing it. right. And I'm excited to get there once they kind of decide to develop Ellie, mm-hmm. but at this point, but this is there this- the, the hair. This is the fashion corner, not the Nash
1: corner, okay? Not the
0: Nash corner. Um, so I my phone died, but I will point out the couple outfits that I did like, and I will not describe them, and they will just be on the socials.
1: But okay. um,
0: I love Spinner's party outfit. Okay. I love Jimmy's party outfit, and I love Emma's party pants. They are most exclusively able to be seen Emma's party pants when she is on the side of the road
1: with Mm sean well no also when she comes downstairs after sean's left
0: oh right and when she comes downstairs
1: yes so i will i will round out the fashion corner with the second week in a row where we've got a dolphin pants sighting yes we do Um, i was glad you i left on monday she is you are an outfit repeater
0: emma nelson they're
1: cute pants (laughs) and she's got like a blue top she looks really cute and then if you notice she's literally wearing dolphin earrings too yes yes um it's a very curated outfit but like it works and, and just I to, and to
0: i did not put this in the deep dive but just to tack it on my girlfriend did say that um just listening briefly to she's watched the show before but she's not she don't be she does not re-watch with me but hearing the conversation that sean and emma had at the lockers she's like Mm-mm-mm. she loves that boy <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah she really does she gets a- she's like yeah she gets into some bullshit because of him I'm like she really does but it's yeah. fine <laughs> she loves him she does but yeah she is an alpha repeater and i think that's a good Say the way dolphin the- pants are <laughs> back the dolphin pass a bad Twice baby. In four episodes. Aren't we lucky? But um I think that's a good segue out of the fashion corner and on to fire some shots. Pew 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 pew, pew, pew.
1: pew, pew. shots
0: fired.
1: Alright. What do you got? Because I've only got one, so hit me with yours. OK,
0: so I've got Jimmy saying that Ash has changed and <laughs> Spinner saying, yeah, she's become a vampire, <laughs> which I think is like the second time she's been called a vampire. So and um, once again, Spinner, like basically uh making fun of jimmy after he asks he tells terry that he can that she can come to the party and then that ashley can come if she wants to and so he kind of mumbles like you can come if you want to and jimmy's like whatever your my, my armpit smell and it's just like yeah. a, it's a cute moment between friends i think it's very natural um and then the third one is when Spike's, sorry, is Snake's face when Spike is talking about the both of them enjoying movies. It's just the most bizarre, he's like so zoned out, it's probably the sake, but he's so fucking zoned out and like, then he comes back into like, what the fuck are you talking about? I It will be on the socials because it is the most bewildered face that Snake has made. Um and then the fourth one is emma basically saying you know it's fine like having to call my mom but if she has to drive you home drunk a second time you know maybe we'll talk about you being a problem basically Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) see i didn't see that as a shot fired i saw that as her being like look this hasn't ruined things with my mom like we're good but y'all are good but you also can't be acting like this because come on Sean
0: yeah I think she it was a like a mixed bag like you know like get your shit together but also like my mom has to drive you home drunk a second time like there might be like some bullshit to pay I I definitely saw it as a little bit of like a side eye which I do qualify as a shots fired
1: (laughs) I can dig that i for me my big one was the way that sean says no when emma invites him to dinner like that, <laughs> that boy says it with his whole chest <laughs> and it's beautiful he does not want to go to this dinner but emma's like fuck you you're going to dinner <laughs> should we uh talk about our shining stars and our super bummers
0: yeah, shining stars. I feel like a little bit harder. I had my super bummer.
1: Yeah, we- shining stars were hard. So taking it back to hot for teacher. Hmm. I gave it to Hatsalacos. I think I did she too. Yeah, was a good dedicated teacher in this episode. I don't really feel like anybody else. <laughs>
0: really rang the bell for you no me either no yeah she i think it was i think it was hatsalakos and i really don't have anybody else in that same roster yeah
1: my super bummers are jt Mm -hmm. and jimmy yeah i had jimmy and spinner i had spinner too
0: cool yeah um for message in a bottle i mean i'll say off the top my super bummer was tracker he bummed me the fuck out um and i almost put spike on there but then i was like i think that she was coming from a very genuine place so i didn't put her on there i I think that she just suffered from like awkward ass mom so i was like fine you're fine not this week (laughs) you'll you'll be on it again don't worry (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i i couldn't give it to to tracker i didn't really like i think the Morby that was so i put it at the
0: top of my like my list, all my notes, but then I that was a pre that w- I I feel like we talked about in the when we were talking earlier like oh our super bummers and shining stars like we don't always formulate them until we talk about the episode because through our discussion we kind of might arrive at a different place than we did when we were making the notes and I think when I was making the notes I found Tracker way more of a bummer but then we honestly had his whole nanny from Lilo and Stitch arc redemption and just being like right. <laughs> how much we love no, Tracker I, mean, I don't honestly, know if it necessarily fits but he did bum me out during some points but I don't know if he was overall a bummer like as a person like yeah. but I know we're talking about this episode in particular honestly so I I Sean's
1: a bigger bummer and like Sean is a bigger bummer, I 100% understand where it's coming from empathize with that all of that and he bummed me the fuck out and 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 he created a situation wherein i have to give a shining star to emma fucking nelson (laughs) you did this (laughs) because like emma really emma was really pretty freaking great like other than the whole yes she's too anxious at dinner and yes she should have told sean about the dinner before she told her parents that sean had said yes to the dinner he doesn't even know is happening what if snake had gotten to him before she did and he's mm. just like, why is Snake yelling different kinds of sushi at me in the hallway? Um, but she she came through. She was there for Sean. She was like, I don't know. I liked Emma in this episode. and I, I liked Emma in this episode, too. Episode. It was different.
0: It was different because I think that she just really reassured Sean in a way that he needed to be reassured like you didn't fuck up beyond repair
1: right and it was like her actually caring about the cause and not about having a cause right I feel like so often when Emma does the right thing it's like for points or attention or whatever and this was for because she cares about Sean she loves Sean whatever like it's they're a horrible couple but they also (laughs) <laughs> really love each other they just like get in their own way and they're young and they don't like know how to love well and like but i don't hate sean and emma i'm glad they're not endgame it's it is what it I'm is i'm glad they're, they're not m game too but i don't hate them um but usually i think that like sean i i don't know i don't know i tend to like sean better as a partner Mm -hmm. i think emma really came through in this episode and so she's my shining star and sean is my super bummer that's fine and i congratulations sean cameron
0: we're mostly aligned yes i hope you're fucking proud of yourself (laughs) um caroline is pissed
1: (laughs) i am and so let us move forward and ask the question to end all questions does it go there does it go there um, um i <laughs> i think message in a bottle does you know Me- message in a bottle is more right we got hot for teacher does not right hot for teacher
0: right. no i can say it's not even lukewarm no
1: yeah it's not well it because like the most like Honestly, the person I feel most for is who is Mm -hmm. just trying to do the work that she's passionate about and be taken seriously as an educator. Yeah, and instead is being reduced to like a a sex object and a joke just because she had the audacity to have big boobs and like not dress in like a fucking sack of potatoes to cover them. Right, and I feel for her, but like she's a plot device way more than she's ever a character at least at this point and it yeah, doesn't totally. for the sake of like like no i agree yeah it doesn't know well. no, message does. in a bottle goes there
0: i think message in a bottle goes there but i you know for most of the like just the entire episode but like namely you know obviously teen drinking um mm-hmm. <laughs> brazen teen drinking so um brazen. and trying to just you know i think like the entire episode is like undoubtedly it's like uh, some episodes i'm like yes some episodes i'm like no some episodes i'm like eh. Mm-hmm. these two episodes hot for
1: teacher, no uh, message
0: in a bottle yes absolutely
1: thanks for listening to your mom's podcast next week liberty rules the floor hockey team with an iron fist in relax and ashley writes her worst song yet and possibly ever in dressed in black <laughs> i hate that song so fucking much
0: <laughs> if you'd like to further support our show you can follow our facebook page and follow us on instagram and twitter at YMPadcast and tiktok at your mom's padcast you can also visit our website at www.padcast.com your mom's Podcast is available on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts if you feel so inclined subscriptions and reviews are another great way to support the show And if you'd like to support us financially, you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash your mom's padcast. And remember, that's padcast. P-A-H-D-C-A-S-T. Thank you. Hey guys, Avis here. So in editing, I did notice that my track has a little bit of an echo. Hopefully I didn't drive you crazy while listening. But if you got to the end without irritation, thank you very much. Uh, These were recorded a couple weeks ago, so hopefully it gets better going forward. But if not, please forgive us, and we'll be back with a brand new setup for Season 3. Thanks, guys.